Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy RJ Levy Chin here with my gracious co host, Nate Sperlin. We are back. It is The Cap, episode 17. Time for your weekly tour in hip hop. So, we're first going to talk about 21 Savage and Metro Boomin back again with Savage Mode 2. Also, we will be talking about YG's new project titled My Life for 100. And finally, we'll wrap it up with more music from Griselda. Yes, Westside Gun's new album titled Who Made the Sunshine? Yo, yo, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It is time for your weekly tour through hip hop. It is time to cap the week with your favorite podcast, The Cap, here with my wonderful co-host, RJ Levichin. I am Nate Sperlin. RJ, how are you doing today? I'm good, bro. It's a nice day. How are you? I'm good. It is also a nice day. Hopefully, if I get all this work done, I can go outside and enjoy nature for a little bit. Nigga, we experiencing the same day. What you mean? But I still want to go out and enjoy nature. Damn, nigga. Yeah, it is also a nice day. Yeah, nigga. Oh, 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 so niggas can't just, oh, niggas just can't agree anymore. All right, but uh, yeah, not a nice day no more. No, 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 it's fine. We won't agree. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get into this weekly tour. Let's give our, our fans this weekly tour through hip hop. So first up, we have Reason dropping a new album titled New Beginnings this Friday, October 9th. RJ, what are some of your expectations from this album by Reason? Um, I'm really excited for this project. I think he has had the most exposure he's ever had off of the Dreamville project and Lambo truck. I think that it's kind of his, his time. I think this is actually considered his debut album too. So that is going to generate its own hype, but I mean, it has crazy features and I think that, you know, people like Schoolboy Q, Absol, Vince Staples, they're going to bring their game. They're going to elevate any song that they're on. So I think that the stakes are at the highest they can be. And my expectations are very high. So I, I do hope that he comes through. Shout out Reason. But next, we got Famous Dex. Another highly anticipated album called Diana is supposed to drop this week. What are you looking forward to with this project? Um, we haven't listened, we haven't heard from Famous Dex in a while, especially a full length album. His last album, Dex Meets Dexter, was really, really good. That was his debut, and I was really hopeful after listening to it that we would get more growth from Dexter. But unfortunately, we haven't heard anything, well, much of anything since that album. So hopefully, I'm so I'm just, I guess I'm just hoping for more of the same. Uh, a return to consistency for Famous Dex. We know that, he, that he's been through a lot. Um, and also with that return to consistency, more growth from him. But I'm really excited to hear it. I just know that there's going to be some crazy features on it. He somehow managed to get them a lot. But um, yeah, moving on, Trippy Red dropped two album arts, two potential album covers for his upcoming project titled Pegasus. Both of them feature him in his underwear, either on a Pegasus or in front of a Pegasus. Either way, I thought it was really artsy. RJ, what did you think about it? I mean, personally, I think that people care too much about album covers, even though it does, it is key for an album being iconic is to have a good album cover, is that I feel like he's always been very focused with his album covers. They've always been extremely creative and cool. And I feel like, I mean, his name is, the name of the album is Pegasus. He's on a fucking Pegasus, like in space. Like, and y'all are mad at him? Like, I don't I don't get it. But I also think that he's trying to go against the grain. I think that he's very specific and, and uh, focused and calculated when he does his album cover. So I think that this is just more of the same. And we just got to wait for the sound to make it all make sense. Um, but I got a question for you. Before we get out of here, you know, get back to the episode. There's a bunch of big artists that have not dropped yet. There are a bunch of projects that have been talked about already. Out of all these people have dropped singles. Uzi and Future, Pluto and Baby Pluto, they have dropped singles. Drake has dropped singles, and J. Cole has dropped singles this year. But none of them have dropped 
besides Drake, I mean, he did his thing. But nobody has dropped a full studio album like what their people have been waiting on. Out of those three, who do you think is going to drop? And who do you think is going to wait until 2021? Well, I think out of the three, the one person who is most likely to wait till 2021 is J. Cole. That's just something that he does. That's just, he's, he's an artist that we know. Um, he's he's kind of like a slow cooker. You know it's going to be good, but it takes a long time for him to make albums. And that's perfectly fine when it's going to be quality every time. But out of between Drake and Uzi and Future, I think that Drake is almost guaranteed to drop this month. I think that him having his album um, titled Certified Lover Boy, along with him being the label October's very own, it would be a travesty if he doesn't drop this this month, especially for promotion and uh, marketing and things of that nature. But I do think that Lil Uzi and Future are potentially around the corner too, so I wouldn't be surprised to see if they drop this month as well. Hey, man. I hope that they all drop. I think J. Cole's going to drop next year. But I think that, yeah, it would be kind of stupid for Drake to not drop in October. He needs to drop ASAP, and I hope that it's not certified lover boy. That's all I can say. All right, on the other side of this break, we'll be, we will be discussing new albums from 21 Savage and Metro Boomin, that sequel, Savage Mode 2, hear our thoughts about it. Also be talking about new albums from YG and West Side Gun. Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to the cap. Time for the weekly tour in hip-hop. You already know what it is. It's your boy, RJ Levitian, here with my co-host, Nate Sperlin. How are you, my good friend? Hey, I am good. Here, over here, call me Chris Consworth on the slide-in, you feel me? So, we're here getting ready to talk about this weekly hip-hop releases, you feel me? So, how are you? You know, it's been a very, very interesting week. A very interesting week. That's all I'll say. Highs and lows. Apparently, Corona is real. Apparently, Corona Apparently is real. I had. That's crazy. I, you know, I, I, I was unsure, and then you know, then everything happened. You know, for several months. But apparently, other people were behind. Like it took, it took, you know, took them some time. You know, I was one of those people, you know, maybe it might have been 5G. You know, this is a whole plot to get the 5G chips in us. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of those. Oh, wow. 2020 has really shown that you can be stupid till the bitter end. Yeah. But I don't don't know if you, I don't, I don't want to get into this, but I don't know if you saw his tweets, but he was out here tweeting, talking about love, love. And I just want to say, if any person starts rap starts tweeting about love you know <laughs> you know that is a signal they're trying to get good with god but um <laughs> let me tell you something it i don't i you know people want to have their high hopes i was in a dark room bumping some savage mode 2 21 savage and metro boom and come back with their very highly 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 anticipated uh sequel to Probably what I would consider one of the biggest albums in 21 Savage may have been the thing to actually break him um, onto the scene and make him the artist that, you know, be as big as he is now. Um, and I was not disappointed. How about you, Nate? Were you disappointed? Um, I don't think disappointment is the right word. I think that this album was great uh, from the fact that you had one of the best actors of all time, Morgan Freeman, essentially hosting the album. And you have three good features from Drake, Young Thug, and Young Nudie. I thought the album was good. However, I think the the issue with me about this album kind of comes into play when it when you listen to it and it sounds it doesn't really sound similar to Savage Mode, the original one. I think that that's something that they wanted to get across in that album cover. Hence, the reason why the album cover is completely different from Savage Mode. I think that overall, this is a good album. And with more listens, 
people are going to be able to start to adjust and start to find the little things that Metro and 21 Savage did because together they're fucking genius in the first place. But I do think that there is some of an initial shock that it wasn't as gritty and grimy as the original Savage movie. Yeah, I think it, it does make sense for there to be a little bit of a shock. But I also think um, that's what the cover kind of symbolized to me. That is what the sound symbolized to me. That it was a more polished, more lavish concept of Savage Mode. Um, I think that Metro Boomin has outdone himself personally. I think that, that the, the highlight to me was Metro Boomin in a way that I wasn't used to because I feel like he usually propels the artist. And I'm not saying that 21 Savage did bad. I think that 21 Savage killed it. I thought that he came really hard. I think um, that what I wonder the most about was how conceptually focused was it? Because I think that the promotion can feel conceptually based and then it's not actually conceptually based. So I do wonder how much of it was really, really thought through and they were like, we're trying to have this type of sound. But I definitely think that this project is one of those things where it starts off really, really good. Second quarter is also good. And then... You know, the third quarter is a little bit weak. They come out of the half a little bit weak. And then they finish off strong. They still win the game. But it was a little bit shaky there. So I, I don't think that it was as good as Savage Mode 1. But it was definitely a very good project. And, and I, I was definitely satisfied. So welcome back, 21. 21, 21. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> nah, definitely welcome back, 21. Um, 21 Savage is... I mean, he, he already established himself as one of the greater artists in the game in the first place. Matched by few, if any, um, at being able to create that gritty, dark vibe in the first place. But I do think, I think Metro came through and showed how great he is once again, especially on track 11, Stepping On My Niggas, where he essentially creates a 90s-esque beat. And 21 Savage actually matches that with um, a kind of a kind of flow, a storytelling, approach that kind of mirrors easy e rest in peace easy e but you could definitely see the come the the inspiration for that song from listening to songs like boys in the hood by easy and other songs and along those same lines i think that overall especially with the morgan freeman interludes and the morgan freeman um cuts at the end of songs that you could it, it kind of plays like a horror movie which is weird because it doesn't play, it's not as dark as grind and grimy as Savage Mode 2, but it is still very dark, kind of, for the lack of a better word, creepy. And then you add Morgan Freeman essentially hosting this haunting hour that actually draws and propels that concept forward. I think that there was, so that means that I think that there was some form of a concept. I just think that it wasn't as nailed down or it wasn't meant to be as tight of a concept as you've seen on other albums i think what's when i'm i'm just thinking about it right now is atlanta really is the new mecca for music because 21 savage can drop this project and he's been on a run project wise for several years now and I still wouldn't even consider him top three Atlanta artists. He might not even be top five. If we're really thinking about it, and that's that's crazy to say. No, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's top five. He's. I think he's top five, but he's. I don't. He's not top three of all time. Or right I don't now. think that he's four right now. All all oh, time. He's, right now, he's no, he's top, top three. Right, right now, over. Oh wait, actually, over. Okay, no, actually, he's not. Exactly. That might be that might be personal preference. Mm. No, actually, I think, I think uh. it matters about. I think this is such a. I think this is such a. If you're not top three, you're like three B or three A. Like I don't think you can go wrong. I what? think I think we can agree that the top four 
are is definitely Lil Baby, um, Twenty One Savage, Future, and Young Thug. I think we agree there, unless you have someone else that you want to throw out. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that 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 is probably my top three right now. But that being, but that being, because I, I said Future, Twenty One Savage. Young baby. Thug and Lil Baby in no order, in no order at all. But that being said, it's like it's a matter of what your preferences are. Because I can see, I can see some people legitimately being able to say Future, Lil Baby, um, Twenty One Savage, Young Thug, Lil Baby, Twenty One Savage, Future, Young Thug, Lil Baby. Personally, for me, it's Future, Young Thug, Twenty One Savage. So I think it's really a matter of preference that you really can't go wrong either way. But I do think. Because of how how scarce of a consensus there is for an Atlanta top three, I think that it's safe to say that Savage is the top three Atlanta artist. Um, it's I I don't know. I think that it's I think that Lil Baby is having the year uh, his the best year of his career right now. I don't think that he can be touched. I, I really don't think that it's hard. I think it'll be it'd be it's hard for me to for someone to give me an MVP that isn't him. I think that Lil Uzi is is up there. I mean, he you know he's very similar to kind of like LeBron, which is whenever he's playing, he should be up there for MVP. But I think that Lil Baby, I mean his his feature tour has been crazy this year, and his album yeah. is amazing. So. Um and the deluxe the deluxe had us going back so um, I, mean, I don't think he's being touched. I don't I don't think the little baby album and we're we're kind of getting sidebarred here but that's that's completely fine. I don't think the little baby album was as good as at least the future album or Savage Mode Two in my opinion. You don't you think my turn is the third the third the the third best album out of the three? Yeah, I'm surprised. By if, that. We're not, if we're not I'm if we're not if we're not talking if we're if we're not talking deluxes, because the deluxe was the deluxe songs were really. In well, Savage Mode Two is not getting a deluxe. And neither no, is hot, and neither is hot, and neither is high. So, so if we're so if we're excluding the deluxe, for I'm not excluding. Term, the, I'm not excluding that. It's all his songs. That's like I would put the deluxe up above, uh, against those two. That's what I would. Because it's all the music, all the music that Lil Baby. If we're talking about the years that they've had. Because I, because I think the thing that sets Lil Baby, I think the thing that sets Lil Baby apart is the fact that he's just been everywhere on features, and that's something that can't be argued. But if we're talking about the actual, like the actual music that has them as the main artist on it, I think that Future is high off life is better than um, My Turn, and I also think that at least at first listen, I think that Savage Mode Two is better than My Turn. I mean, I, I think that My Turn is was um, received really, really well. And it sold a crazy amount of records. I think Savage Mode will sell more, but I but I still I don't think that the Future Project was better than my turn at all. Like I just can't say that. No. But yeah, you're right. No, it, is, it, is it is preference. Yeah, it, it definitely is preference. But going back to Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomer, what was did you do? You think that on this project, Metro kind of do you think he? he grew in terms of production or do you think he's just su- at such a high level there isn't a possible a way possible for him to grow anymore i think he's, he's been at a level where it, it's it's not growth it's how he executes his talent um tell me more and that's like i i think that he's at a level uh where uh not was it not all heroes wear capes or whatever that whatever project that yeah was, not all heroes wear capes yeah. It's a lot a project where I was like, okay, he, this is where he, he's at a place where he can make whatever he wants. Actually, no, nah, I won't even say that. Once he started working with the weekend and making hits with the weekend, that's when I was like, oh, he can do whatever he wants. I think that Kanye, when he worked with Kanye for the first time, I was like, oh shit, maybe he can he he can do more than I thought he could. Once he worked with the weekend, I was like, he can do whatever he wants. And that's a level of understanding music on a deeper level. And being able to connect with artists on a deeper level, where I, I think that at this point he just he like Greg Popovich, he's just gonna get he's gonna get the most out of you. He's gonna put I mean, you in the right position. Most out of you. 
yeah there's there's a lot of even like when you're looking back to like 2014 and 2015 there's a lot of songs that doesn't that don't have that metro tag like any of the metro tags that are still his and it's really a matter of in the same way when you look at um other producers careers such as sunny digital and i'm trying to think of another name for a while mustard who they they are really good at making hit songs and being a part of hit songs and they have been a part of so many hit songs it gets to a point where people don't know like it's just like when you're looking at the credits you're like you don't really know that it's a metro beat or a mustard beat or a sunny digital beat until you look at the credits sometimes and i think that because of that off of rip until like off rip metro was destined to be this however i do think that his production i'm interested to see what metro does off of savage mode too because i think metro is one of those cases when we if we come like when we for example if we're looking at a rapper like j cole right and everyone wants to say oh j cole's one of the greatest rappers of this generation etc 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 like he will really like if he really got into a rap beat he will probably like beat anyone in a rap beat if they had to like rap bars back and forth which is which i am also a part of that crowd who believes that to be true However, we don't really have the evidence to really say that because J. Cole, to my knowledge, hasn't really been a part of any um, any extended rap beef. So that being said, I think Metro is in the same camp, except for the fact that Metro, every time, time in and time out, every few projects, Metro gives us something new. Where it's like, Metro can't do, there is nothing that Metro can't do. And it's like, okay, cool. So now Metro gives us songs like, was it that song with... Travis on Not All Heroes Wear Capes and that song was Sway Lee with on Not All Heroes Wear Capes versus compared to like Trap Metro on DS2 compared to Metro like I like I referenced earlier on Stepping On My Nigga is creating a 90s type beat it just shows that Metro is limitless limitless excuse me also when you look at Metro on Mask Off which is actually a Metro beat some people may not know that um Metro has just proven to be limitless and it's not really it's not really a matter of us saying that Metro needs to grow anymore. It's really just a matter of show us. And he has continued to show us throughout these years. And I really think that that's going to change in the time periods coming up. Yeah, he's, a, he's he's on that level of Pharrell, in my opinion. Early Pharrell, yeah. Neptune's mid-2000s, where he couldn't be touched. He already had that. So now he's in the yeah. 2010s. Pharrell bag where everything he does is just different and I think that yeah. he I think that The weekend is how he gets to his like pop listeners the most but yeah. I think what's next is, is the is the Buminati label that I think that he wants to start and him breaking an artist and I that's coming yeah. like it's coming bro you, it's a, it's you know, it's cool. You know, we talk about his chemistry with all, you know, Twenty One, Future, Drake, Weekend, whoever, all these A list artists. The real key is when you can break artists, and I think that he creates the way that he uplifts an artist, the way that he can, you know, create a vision with an artist, dude. When he starts breaking rappers and artists in general, it's it's my it might be over. It might be over. Yeah. And I, it really it gonna, it's gonna depend on how much he individually puts in. Like I there are a lot of different types of super producers. And there's a difference between a super producer and a, a mercenary producer, which is what I would consider Kenny Beats. Kenny Beats is a very mercenary producer where he just gives beats to everybody is that um I think that it's going to depend how much time Metro Boomin spends on developing artists because I think there's a difference between making a bunch of albums there's a lot of steps into developing an artist and, and creating a level of artistry that makes you as big as a 21 Savage or a Future or something. There's a uniqueness. There's a lot of things that come with that. 
And I think that um, it's gonna it's gonna take time. But I think that that's that's what the only level up that I see is that. That's the only way that he can yeah. level. I mean, I mean, you mentioned it already. You already referenced it. Metro is essentially LeBron from the standpoint of he's already one of the greatest of all time. Now it's just a question of how great will he be? Right. Right. Where is he going but, to? Where is he going um, to leave his flag? Yeah. Definitely. What do you think? I think that also another thing that strikes me about this project is how much 21 Savage has grown, especially on being able to make hooks. I think that some of the hooks on this project are some of his better hooks. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to the ASMR hook where he whispers on it, of course. But some of these hooks are some of his greater hooks, especially on Mr. Right Now featuring Drake. Um, what what do you think about Twenty One Savage's ability to make a complete song by himself now? Um, you know what's funny is I think that he is really tap. He's one of those people that has tapped into music. He's one of those like when you see him singing R and B all the time on his IG live and. That's one of those people that listens to a lot of music. And when you listen to a lot of music, some of the more, the, the aspects of songwriting that are outside of rap and out of the braggadocia and the killer vibes, you know, that 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 comes from, you know, write, writing and thinking of those things over, over time and years. And I just think that he's, 21 Savage is one of the few artists that's really, really a, equipped to do that. Because Mr. Right Now is not the is not necessarily what we're accustomed to out of Twenty One Savage when it comes to the, his hit song. Like that's not what. We're, but I I think that he has that in his bag. And you know what's funny is I I kind of wish the baby was on that song. I think the baby would have murked that song. But I also think that it's one of those that like his singing bag is similar to 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 the to, to babies where rock stars like he could if he sings on a song it could be fire like he could make it he could be like a drake where he don't even need to really have a feature he could just do the track and the verse he can do the chorus and the verse so all he um, needs is metro yeah only all he needs is metro but i but i will say is that this does make me interested for um his next solo album and, I, and i'll and i'll use this as the transition YG dropped his new album. Um, Wait, let's let's talk I, about favorite songs first. I just I just have to I just there's a, there's something that I, before we actually fully segue is that there there's a level of you're a good artist, but can you execute on what your skills are the best? And I think that what I see out of Twenty One Savage is that his what he does best is better than everyone else at their best. But I wonder if he is going to try to get into the Mr. Right Now bag and make more emotional songs and not emotional songs, but make more like poppy singing songs. Cause that's what, y- I mean, that's kind of what YG does has been doing, I guess. I mean, I think 21 Savage has been someone who, has always shown it. He's always flashed it a little bit, even on his last album, um, I Am Greater Than I Was. There's a song called, I think, Out For The Night, where he kind of makes the same sing-songy type of song. So he's always flashed it. I don't think it, I don't think he's necessarily gonna come out with a full project of it. I think that he understands that that's not really his bag. Unless, like, of course, fans start asking for it, then in that case, it's like, oh, give the fans what they want. But in terms of him personally, I think he's understands that those type of songs, he can do it, yes. If someone else wants him to uh, sing on a song, that's cool, too. But as uh, for the majority of 21 Savage fans, that's not really an album that we would really want to listen to that much. Not to say that he's not great at it. I, do, I still think that he's really, really great at it. And like I mentioned, he's done it before on Out For The Night. He's also done it on... Uh, I think Ocean Road on Savage Mode, the original one, he kind of sings a little bit on that too. So I think 21 Savage is really starting to show his versatility. But at the same time, it's not just versatility in terms of I can rap one moment, I can sing this moment too. But it's really a versatility in terms of 
the amount of flows that 21 Savage is beginning to master and has shown mastery of over these past two projects from this one Savage Mode 2 and I Am Greater Than I Was really shows his growth. He's probably one of the, out of the 2016 class, he's probably one of the top three artists, if not maybe top two or the most grown artist out of this. And what I mean by that is saying, look at what they were, look at what the music they were making in 2016 and compare it to now. And it's drastically more refined, drastically different. And I, I credit 21 Savage for that because there's, there's not that many artists who have been able to grow this much in such a short period of time. Yeah. I agree. But let's, to, to, to put a bow, let's put a ribbon on this. <laughs> what are what are some of your favorite songs on this? Um, probably Stepping on Niggas, Snitches and Rats, and Rich Nigga Shit. And Many I Men. I got, Many Men was good. I got Stepping on Niggas too. I agree with that. I got brand new Draco. And the third one, I might need because there's a lot of there's a lot of good songs on it. There's a lot of great songs on it. So the third one is to be decided. One thing I will say is I do like no op left behind because he doesn't really stop on the flow. He just keeps rapping. And it's kind of similar to Hard to Choose One My Future, which is one of my favorite future songs that came out this year. So I'm really excited to see what or like when the next time we get a 21 Savage project. Um, how much he expands on that concept as well. But there wasn't, there wasn't an X and there wasn't a no heart. That's how I can... No, there wasn't. There wasn't at all. So, yeah, there wasn't a smash hit like that, but it was an overall solid project. It was an overall solid project. Even do you think that that <laughs> even um last last point? Do you think that this is an album of the year contender? No, I agree. People were saying that, and I just yeah, they were bugging. <laughs> I saw a lot of people. I, I saw a lot of people saying that, but I don't. I don't think it's an album of the year contender. It's a really, really great album. It might be an honorable mention, but I don't think it's out. Yeah, it's easily an honorable mention. Yeah, but let's move on to new album from Cali's YG, My Life for 13 tracks, 33 minutes. He has a slew of features on there. Um, most notably Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, Tyga, Lil TJ, Ty Dolla Sign, and more. Um, RJ, what were your first initial thoughts about this project? I just, I, I want to say that I really like YG. I think that bias affected me on my first listen because I really liked the project. And I liked it more than For Real, For Real, even though there were a lot of songs in For Real, For Real that I liked. Um, but there is... I just expected a different album from him in the climate of 2020. I expected a little bit. He has shown that he can have maturity. He has shown that he can talk about the serious things. And it's not like he wasn't in the mindset. He gave us Fuck the Police. He gave us the traumatized interlude. He gave us, you know, lines where his, um, he gave us lines where his kid is like, oh, the police are at the door and they're asking for you. And blah, blah, like, it's not like he wasn't in that mindset to a certain extent, but it didn't really come to fruition. So I'm just a little bit surprised, but I did like the music. Yeah, I think this was uh, one of YG's most experimental albums. Um, There's a lot more singing on it than I can, I don't even think I even ever heard YG sing on on a song before. So that was definitely new. That was definitely something that was interesting. And to be honest, something that I'd love to hear again, I think that he had um, an understanding of what to do in, that, in those situations, which is always appreciated when you go into something experimental. I think the rapping overall was subpar. All the, the, the songs where he's just rapping on them and there isn't really much of a feature or if there is a feature they're rapping on it, it was just subpar. I don't think that any of the rap songs on this project were better than any of the rap songs on the last project, For Real, For Real. However, I do like the experimentation that I did reference earlier from the standpoint of him trying to understand the new cadence. And I do like the features that he paired with himself when he was trying to do that. So overall, I think that this is a mid album. I think it's mid, but I don't think it's 
I don't think it's time to push the panic button on YG, but I do think that this is something that's a bit cause to pause, like a bit of a reason to cause, like to be like, oh, uh, like pause a little and think on YG. I, I see. I disagree with that. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think about it like that. I think that's a pretty good project. I think that it's. Um, I think it's underwhelming, but I don't think that it's bad. I think that my problem is that I was underwhelmed. No, I don't. For real. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's bad either. I just, yeah, I mean, for for was one of the better projects last year in my opinion. I think it was one of the projects yeah. that I went back to a lot last year. Yeah, like the the some of the lyricisms on it, like um, Keisha had a baby, or that first track. I think the intro, um, the 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 tempo that he establishes on the intro, like on those songs where he's actually rapping, rapping for real. Um, it's it it was white genius prime, but I think here it's just more so like the verses weren't that fire, they weren't that um breathtaking, they didn't really do much, but it was just more so about like the songs where he's singing, for example, on literally like Hate on Me, War Scars, Surgery, and Thug Cry are the four best songs on this project. I don't think it's even close. The fifth one will probably be Left Now Cry Later, but aside from that. The rest of the project is I, I can do without it. Mm. Uh, no, I, you know that's what I will say. I don't think yeah. I, as a person that loves YG, I, I definitely didn't need it, but um, yeah, you know it was it was it was it wasn't that bad. But at, in a, in a year where in a, in a week with Twenty One Savage, probably not the best project. Because our standards are yeah. But very happy. Um, what what were what did you think about the features on this? Interesting features. I didn't expect it. I really liked the little TJ feature. That's weird for me to say. <laughs> I, I don't even like little TJ. That was weird. Like I like him. I I don't even think the day Bingo me called Bingo. I didn't even think I ever hear that coming out of your mouth. But. I'm glad that you're opening up to little TJ a little bit. Look at that. Um, I I um, didn't I didn't expect Chris Brown like I, Chris Brown didn't need to be on it. I didn't need Rodeo. Yeah. To be honest, but hey. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna match my shock with with you saying that you like the little TJ verse by me saying and you might be shocked by this that I like the Gunniverse on track nine surgery with the Ty Dolla Sign. I thought that came together really well. Bro, it's Gunna's one of those artists that I feel like needs to pick his spots more. Yeah, that 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 was his spot. He just needs to pick his spot. That was he's a great. That was his artist. He's a good artist. He doesn't rap about anything, but he's a good artist. Yeah, he just has to pick his spots, and his albums have to be shorter. Yeah, if you're gonna use that, if you're gonna use that flow and energy, son. Gotta be shorter. Gotta be ten songs. Give me ten. I do not. Need yeah, that. yeah. And a deluxe. Yeah. Bugging. <laughs> um, I think I also like. I mean, Ty Dolla Sign is just beautiful on anything he touches too. So I think that definitely helps the song. But overall, I think that 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 might be aside from the song with Lil TJ, that might be my favorite song on the project. What's What's your top three, top five songs on this? Um, jealous. Mm, hate on me, and thug thug cry. Uh, and then surgery, and then thug cry. Uh, war scars. I don't know who Tay X Two is. It was I. Uh, it's pretty good song. Tay Two yeah. X's is really good. Like I like he he kind of comes along in the same um the same feeling the same vibe as little tj but he did kill that part of that version of his song too and he did have a verse on that song if i'm not mistaken as well that he also killed so shout out to tay 2x's um moving on anything else yeah yeah we can go to the, we can go to the last topic of the day west side gun Dropped his third project of the year. Who made the sunshine? Um, y'all already know I'm a Griselda fan. Uh, I Stan. love Griselda. Yeah, Stan. I love the Griselda <laughs> cut 
on this project. I love the Slick Rick feat. The features were cool. Slick Rick twice. You got a Busta Rhymes. You got Black Thought, Boldy James. I mean, like, this was fire. Good project. I wish that this had been the second project of the year. I think I would have been more hype about it. But, um, yeah. I think both me and Nate are getting a little bit of um, project fatigue from them. Yeah, I'm definitely getting Griselda fatigue. This is, like, probably the third... This is definitely the third week in a row that we've... Or a third show in a row that we've talked about um, a Griselda release. This is this is his debut, isn't it? Is this Westside Gun's debut album? Uh, I don't know. What I think I think um, Pray for Paris was. Well, either I, either way, I think that this is three three projects in the span of because Pray for Paris came out in April. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think April, May, well, May. June, Actually, July, technically, technically, August, this is his uh, third album. Or no, fourth. Who made the sunshine? Is his fourth album. Fly God came out in 2016. Supreme um, Blind Tell. Supreme Blind Tell came out in 2018. It was a good project. It was a very good project. Supreme Blind Tell. That's the project that I think put him on the map specifically as an individual. Pray for Paris um, earlier this year, and then Who Made the Sunshine. And then he has all these mixtapes with the Hitler wears Hermes, and the Fly God is awesome. Those are his mixtape series. Alright. Well, three three projects in the span of six months is entirely too much for me. I think that especially when you're a lyricist and you're someone who if you're if you're trying to be a lyricist, I would one one would think that the mindset of a lyricist is that you want people to understand your lyrics and you want to give them time to try to understand your lyrics. And you can't I don't I don't think that that really comes through if you're dropping every two months or if your drops are averaging out to every two months. From the standpoint of like when when are people how long are we even allowed to really live with your music in the first place if you're going to drop one in the next month anyway is kind of my question and i think that even if you're dropping pure genius every single time it's not really going to be recognized if you keep dropping this much um in in the end still expect for people to think that this music is quality which I, I coming off of listening to it um the the beat selection was great it was amazing but at the same time it's like it's it's kind of hard to still stay locked in when you're listening to another Griselda tape and for the third time in the past three weeks so it's, it's kind of interesting to um I don't know what what I it's the, artist fatigue is real I guess is the main is is the crux of what I'm trying to say. Um, and RJ referenced it earlier. I just I just think that it's art I think artists need to be more aware of understanding that the the depths and how deep their music goes and giving the appropriate time for it to be digested, especially in this world where there's like 20 drops a week now. Yeah, I I definitely think that um they're at a level where the average fan is not is going to need time to process their type of music but I also think that um, they would benefit from making larger conceptual projects I just think that they would benefit from that they have the ability to do that they have the beat selection to do that they have the mindset to do that and I think that you know making a whole year's worth of projects um, a whole year's worth of songs and picking out of that would just make more sense I mean we and we've said that about a lot of artists that we feel like you know they had just taken a year off that it would be very different and I think that you know NBA Youngboy is, a, is, a, is an example of an artist who doesn't do that and does do that if you're paying attention to how he drops and what's an album and what's a you know just a project is that you know if you treat everything like an album, then it will be, be received like that. And I feel like um, it's hard to know what's an album and what, it, and what isn't for West Side Gun. But I, but I, but you know, I'm still hyper Griselda, and I think that I'm, I more care about their, their. I want, I want their next collab team project. That's what I care about. That's what I'm hyped for. What were some of your favorite songs off this project? Um, 
The Butcher and the Blade was really good. Um, 98 Sabres and Ocean Prime. That was my top three. Oh, and All Praises was really good. Boldy James is good. I'm tight that we didn't talk about Boldy James, but I might have to bring him up for... I might bring him up for uh, Album of the Year honorable mention. I, I I like Boldy James. I like his verse on All Praises. That's definitely one of my favorite songs on the project. Um, after that, I think Liz Loves Luger is really good. I like Armani Caesar singing. Um, I think that kind of goes into my point that we that we discussed maybe last week or two weeks ago about um, maybe Armani Caesar is supposed to be the glue of the group. I think that her presence on this uh, on this project, especially along with Keisha Plum's presence, was needed. Um, Keisha Plum appears on track eight, Leslie. Leslie featuring Keisha Plum. Um, I think Keisha Plum had a great verse, and she still was able to maintain that kind of feminine hood swag to her verse while still kind of having a hint of luxury in her raps, which is really appreciated. I love her. Um, I love I the way that on his projects i love the way that i love yeah. the chemistry she yeah she has she I'm has really good not. verses take by griselda right now yeah I, you said she's what she needs to be signed by griselda right now i mean we i mean yeah i i agree i think that her and armando caesar especially as a duo would work i think that they contrast well enough for them to be a duo but at the same time they still give that same Griselda feel that Griselda is known for, which is why it's called Griselda feel. But I think I, I, I think I just have a top two. There isn't really I guess the Butcher and the Blade would be another one of the songs that I really fuck with. But aside from that, I, I just really have a top two and those top two is All Praises featuring Baldy James and Jada Kiss and also Liz Loves Luger featuring Armani Caesar. Yeah. Great tracks. Great, great artists. Uh, not a mid album, but definitely an album that was not received um, due to fatigue. But um, I guess before we get out of here, do you think the best album of the year has dropped? Are you psychic? Do you know? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's dropped. All right. I can you tell me the name of it? Eternal Take by Lil Uzi Vert. All right. Well, I think that you're wrong, and I think that we'll have to wait and see. But I think that something crazy is coming. So, do you? What would be your album of the year right now? Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs. It's probably my album. Of the okay. Year. I, I respect it. What I will say I is, um, with every week drop, every week drop, Nas's King's Disease like crystallizes just a little bit more. It's one of the few albums that I've really gone back Which, to like a lot. I I also know that you've been listening to Detroit too a lot. So out of Nas's King King's Disease and Big Sean's Detroit Two. Which one is currently better to you right now? Oh shit! It that's hard. I think that Big Sean's album is better, but I think that damn. I think that yeah. I think that Detroit Two is better, but I th- but I think that I might either like Nas more or Nas the way that I may appreciate the way that Nas. Has modernized his music more, but I also think that Big Sean could go harder, and that Big Sean was very, very focused on Detroit too. But I, I think that it could have been a better project, as much as I loved it. But at the same time, I think that right now, if you were to ask me, Detroit too. I think going forward, King's Disease is just gr- it's growing in a very similar way to the life of Pablo for me. Mm-hmm. And Detroit 2 is, you know, it's losing luster. You know, I think that I know I like a project when I keep going back to the full project, which is what I was doing. But with King's Disease, I go back for one song and then I end up listening to like half the album through. And I also think that Detroit 2 is just a stronger album as a whole in general. 
because the, the first half of, of King's Disease is amazing. Um, go, going into a little bit of the second half, but I think Detroit too as an album as a whole, like there's very few misses. So I think it's hard to compare, but King's Disease is, is crystallizing very well. Hmm. I, I agree. I've, I've gone back to listen to it as well too, especially um, I, I definitely see where you're coming from because there is, it, it just King's Disease just flows together so well that it's like you hear one song and then you instantly want the vibe and Nas gave you the whole like the vibe for the whole album so it's like if you want the if you want a repeat of that song but you don't want to listen to the same song you just put on the next track and then it just starts the cycle of that so I definitely see where you're coming from but I do think that Detroit 2 is it's cohesive it's not as cohesive but I think being cohesive with one vibe versus being cohesive while juggling multiple vibes I think being cohesive while juggling multiple vibes is more impressive to me than being cohesive with one vibe. And I think that Detroit 2 is the latter, being cohesive with while juggling multiple vibes. Yeah, I think that Nas is juggling multiple vibes. I think the Replace Me and Ultra Black, Cardi 5, and then Spicy. Like, I think that it's it's all... I think that it's, I mean, a, it's a plethora all of vibes. Sound, but I, I understand I mean, what you're saying. sound very similar. Like, they sound very similar. The direction, the direction for Nas is different. But, like, I wouldn't say that Car 85 and, like, the f- full circle and, like, sp- like I think that there's, there's a little bit of nuance, but Big Sean is, com- like, Big Sean, like, Big Sean got into his 2088 bag. Like, that's a totally different bag than, say, Zen the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his body, and, and that's what I'm... body language bag is not even his 2088 bag. So, like, yeah, I and... and- yeah, like that's 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 exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying like the 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 space between the two um, vibes is far bigger, or the multiple vibes on Detroit Two is just far bigger than the space between the vibes on Nas's King's Disease. I think that Nas's King's Disease can be argued to have only one vibe because of the production on it, and the only other and the only person who really. Um, doesn't really fall seamlessly into that vibe was 5 Year 4 versus um, Detroit 2 where you're having songs with Lil Wayne on one track and then you have another song with Post Malone on another. Yeah. And I, that, that that was not, 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 I did expect it and he delivered, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah. All it right. was your weekly tour through hip-hop episode 17 of the cap i am your grateful gracious host rj levichin here with my boy nate sperlin and we are out of here you dig 